0: Creative journey is not an easy one. We're here to help. The Lightning Rod is a safe space to talk about branding, marketing, business, and the creative industry. Today's episode is hosted by Tammy and Min. And we are back. Hello, my name is Min Win and you are listening to The Lightning Rod and once again, welcome back to Freelancer Month. So today I'm joined by Tammy.
1: Yes, I'm so excited for all the content that's coming you guys' way because it's a lot of juicy stuff and it's a lot of a lot of things that we just been holding in over the years I want to say like just stuff that we we have knowledge of and never get to share with the world because we're always sharing about like other other random shit. <laughs> now yeah, we get to really share it. Yeah.
0: So okay, last time we talked about the pros and the benefits of being a freelancer so today we want to talk about some of the cons of it and we believe in total honesty and we try to be as vulnerable with you guys as we can be so just off the bat i gave this disclaimer in a previous episode but i'm going to give it again here currently i'm not actively pursuing a whole lot of freelancing work i'm a graduate student so a lot of my freelancing has really slowed down a lot and i'm in a very privileged position where i'm not totally financially and monetarily dependent on my freelancing work. So that's something that I feel like is important for me to give a disclaimer about.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it's a I think it's a good point to make only because freelancing, um, just the the whole idea of freelancing itself that I really want to mention is a struggle. So we're not here to glorify it in any kind of way. It can be really good for someone, um, if you put in the time and the work, just like any business, if you put in the time, the ethic and just the hard, hard time hours behind it, it could grow to be very successful. But, um, a lot of the journey of being a freelancer, just like a business, it's struggling and it's making ends meet. It's making sure like you can feed yourself before you can continue the business, et cetera. So we just really want to make sure like, that's clear yeah, the board, that we're not like, you know, not listening to anybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I think off the bat though, the biggest difference, and we talked about this in our pros episode is that we compared freelancing to a traditional nine to five job. And I think one of the pros of a nine to five job is that you have things like vacation days, you have things like official and documented time off. And some jobs you have paid time off and you have things like maternity leave so those are all covered and then even more importantly than that i would argue is that you have really nice safety nets and other financial securities like you have a 401k you have a potentially a health care plan or you're more eligible for health care through your job and your traditional nine-to-five job versus freelancing and In the pros episode, I talked about freelancing as a really structural time where you get to set your own structure. So, for example, this job that I'm working at with Tammy and the creative folks is considered a freelancing job, but Tammy is not, like, hounding me if I take a nap at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I should
1: is- though, <laughs> just so you know. That's what we're becoming. We're becoming a corporate where we got to kind of breathe down the necks and we got to like micromanage to everybody. That's yeah. what we're becoming men. So I'm going to check in next time. Oh,
0: you're going to check in. Make sure that I, uh, I'm not dozing You're working off.
1: and not napping. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the thing about like freelancing that is positive is that you get to set your own hours and you get to set your own work days and you get to set when you're going to work as long as the work is being turned in in a very timely manner and it always is, for Mm. me at least, I can't speak for any other freelancer.
1: Fairly, I think everybody is, and I think everyone is also kind of aware, even though we don't have it like written down like anywhere in like a guidebook, but you know, like time off, like everybody has, is is um, eligible for their time off, like I'm not here to say you can't take that vacation, Um, I just request, you know, like yeah. Uh, of head notice, like, tell me, like, if you're about to be gone for two weeks so that I'm not messaging you for two weeks and you're not replying, that would be like super weird. But I mean, like, that's really, that's really that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like for a, a private freelancer, one that has more private clients or mm-hmm. one that is working freelancing in a different environment. Yeah. Like things like 401ks, healthcare plans, vacation days, all those things matter. Like they, they don't have those and it not to my knowledge, at least from what I've seen in my private commission work, it's very difficult. And it's really a struggle for a lot of people that needs to be taken very seriously, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. And to be fair, so like on the 401k and the healthcare plan, definitely, because uh, when you work for an employer and they provide that kind of stuff to you, either you get some type of benefit of it, or like you get like, um, like maybe you pay a lesser portion, something of that sort, but there are healthcare plans and employers out there that won't pay a cent. They just offer it because they're a company and they're legally supposed to offer it Uh, versus like a freelancer. You, like you, you kind of have to have medical stuff, but you, you can't, you don't have an employer to provide it for you. So you just have to go get it on your own. That's really like the, the difference there that I want people to understand. It's not like, it's not there. It's just like super expensive. Like say, for example, it costs like a thousand dollars for healthcare. Um, but with an employer, it might cost you like 400, 800, something of that sort. That's just an example. Yeah. On the vacation and off time. Um, I think a lot of people will argue on this point that you know, as a freelancer, you can set up those days, like you can set up like telling your clients like, Hey, I'm going off on vacation for like two weeks. I won't be answering emails. Um, I do think that is doable. However, a lot of the times, and I think we know this, especially with COVID, um, the more time that we, we are kind of set at home and working, a lot of people don't know the difference between between work time and lifetime so a lot of the times they will not take up that vacation time like i don't take up that vacation time i've been guilty of that uh but i try my best to like you know separate my days in the weekend like the weekend try not to work in the weekend but some days i know that there's a heavier project i'll work in the weekend but most of the most of the time it's weekends off um And I think that's something that you can't, you you do have that privilege as a freelancer to set for yourself, but to abide by it is super hard as a freelancer. I'll give it, I'll give it that.
0: That brings me to my next point: is that you know you have to manage those things, like yeah, all the paperwork. You know, you have to manage. You have to manage your accounts because you are a one-person business essentially. If you are not working with an agency for freelancers and you're just an individual freelancer, you Mm -hmm. have to man. You are your own PR. You are your own like social media marketing expert you are your own archiver you are your own secretary bookkeeper yep you are your own bookkeeper you are your own accountant you are your own editor. oh for your bathrooms (laughs) yeah you're yeah (laughs) essentially you are your own everything and it becomes very very tedious and i would argue i remember when i was doing some of my freelancing work it would be i would argue a good chunk of my time maybe not 50 percent But sometimes it can be like that. Like a good chunk of my time was just organizing my Excel spreadsheets, organizing Mm. my budget, setting my budget, and looking and keeping track of my social media. How is my reach? I have to set a budget for how much I can run ads on Instagram. I have to set a budget for so many things. And you have to manage these things. And I remember we were talking about this earlier where clients could come back and they can ask you for receipts you have to archive yeah like three months
1: down the line and it's just like it's digital like why don't you have it but i guess i have to go dig it up for you now because customer service you know
0: yeah you're also customer service you have to do that (laughs) and it's all there and you have to maintain these things and you have to be so profoundly organized you have to be so incredibly detail oriented and Mm -hmm. you have to have so much precision in your craft as a freelancer in terms of just being a really good manager you have to manage so Mm. many sheets you have to manage so much paperwork so that is i think one of the biggest things about being a freelancer is that frankly i would say kind of it's a little emotionally draining if I'm going to be honest. Yeah,
1: just because like there's so much um, paperwork and management involved in that. And especially like if you're like a new free- freelancer listening to this, you probably won't understand all of that. And that's okay. Like if that comes with time, uh, definitely like because Min and I have been doing this for so long, it's like... A headache to deal with. I didn't, I didn't even think that I need accounting software, but ever since I got accounting software, I feel so much better. Like I feel so, so much better, but not everybody off the bat will know to get accounting software, nor is everybody in the financial position to get a CPA and a financial software to handle their, their accounts and their books, you know? So it's, it's you and the Google spreadsheets at 11 PM at night, calculating, adding numbers, subtracting numbers. It, it's a lot of, it's and a lot that's of management. Frankly,
0: that's frankly extra work that frankly, no one's paying you to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause the, the client is paying for the work to be done. So exactly. when you, when you make those pricings, make sure you budget that in.
0: <laughs> so that brings me, I think to a great transition. We're talking about clients. There is also another very daunting and very real reality for a lot of freelancers is a dry spell where there might not be a lot of client work coming in and whether or not That is anything to do with the situation, like, you know, with COVID that's been affecting a lot of people, but there is a dry spell. I mean, even without COVID 19, there is. A very common occurrence where freelancers will have periods where they're just not getting work and you're constantly looking for clients, which is the next point I have coming up. But those two points I feel like really go hand in hand is that, that you have that dry spell and then that constant, frankly, it's an anxiety of just looking for clients, making sure you have a client lined up all the time.
1: Especially there's two, I, and I think it splits into two parts. Like having a client is important, but also having a client that meets the financial goals that you're trying, like say, for example, you, you put a goal for yourself. Like I, as a designer want to be able to make uh, $700 a week and you found like maybe two clients that um maybe only do like 500 then you're short $200 a week and th- that's a big deal for some people because if they budgeted it out accordingly to that then they're probably expecting it for some type of like bill payment or something like that um that that's where it really gets like really anxiety driven is that just relying on that financial payment to make th- and to meet on your end in terms of bills and all that stuff
0: and if i'm going to be incredibly vulnerable and very honest i think When I graduate from graduate school and go back into the workforce more seriously and more like rigorously and Mm -hmm. accept more freelancing work and accept more work, I'm essentially rebranding myself and repackaging myself. So I might seriously have to pick up a part-time nine to five job just in case because as a safety net, because if I don't meet my freelancing work, then it will be financially very detrimental for me.
1: That's, and I love that you mentioned that because uh, I get this question so often when um, there's other freelancers or people who are just about to start freelancing, they always ask like, how can I, even survive when like all these bills are piling up like behind me and that's where I would tell them like to be very honest with you I can't even be more honest than this is to practice financial responsibility if you know that freelancing is not going to earn you the amount of money you need to make in order to take care of the the needs that you need to take care of then you need to pick up a part-time job I don't even know what's a nicer way to say it you need to pick up a job or pick up like a full-time and work freelance on the side until you really build up a good clientele i mean like look we're in three years of business right now for tcf gonna go into four and i still work a full-time job and everybody else is working their their little part times but they're not like feeding into tcf it's just me but everybody still has to make their ends meet, even though tcf is paying them but it's not like a lot like I, i know that and so i think that's like on the person like the user like you have to know your financial situation and adapt to it so yes like I think everyone always comes at this thinking like I'm about to go on a rant, but everybody always comes at freelancing thinking like, oh, I get to be my own business owner, I get to set my own times, I get to set this, I get to set that. While that is all true, it comes with a heavy financial burden where you're probably gonna struggle, and I'm not—I'm 99% sure you're gonna struggle. Um, no matter how good you are, it's just like those first few steps getting clients It's so like nerve-wracking and it's so like oh, uh, like me thinking about my first few clients, I don't even know how I did it. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm just so traumatized by that first session of getting clients. But then after you get one or two clients and you can get them to be referrals, I'm not saying that you're set, but I'm saying you're in a much better place. Um, You might still have to do part-time. You might have to take lesser hours, which is good. Uh, but there, there is a financial struggle that comes with all of this. And I think it's important to be aware of that as a freelancer.
0: Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think that that is... First of all, a lovely rant because I totally agree with everything you just said.
1: But- Even if coming from like I'm, I'm coming from a privileged position, men is as well. However, um, I've been in that, that space where like I sometimes would just not eat because I really want to save that money for something else. Um, or there's other things that I haven't met. I missed like a deadline. I missed a payment. I missed this. I missed that. Um, all because I depended on a freelance check and that was just not smart of me. So to get a part-time job just to have that security. And I realized that's my work style is that I prefer to have security. So even working with TCF, even if we're blowing up, even if we're doing good um, until I feel like I'm not performing well at my full-time job anymore, I will continue to work a full-time job to make sure that we're okay at TCF.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's really good that you're being this vulnerable with the audience as well. I think that that's important because I feel like I read a lot of these articles and I feel like as someone who did a lot of research and scripted this episode, I feel like a lot of the articles, they don't mention this side of freelancing and they don't, to my understanding, don't recommend this as an option or they don't really talk about this. I've seen a couple here and there, but not in the huge mainstream. Now, I think the fifth point that I wanna bring up that it was in the mainstream that I really saw, I think almost every article that I read um, when I was scripting this episode really talked about this issue that so much so that i felt like i had to write a whole separate episode just to talk about it is loneliness and mental health issues while being a freelancer because we talked about anxiety about like constantly being anxious about finding clients that looming threat of like unemployment that looming threat of financial instability but also frankly like you know as a freelancer you are essentially alone like you are alone in your room you are alone possibly even financially, you are alone. Like all of your, the success is yours, but also all the failures are yours. So you are physically alone sometimes. Like, so for example, for me, when I'm freelancing, even before COVID-19, I would be my own boss. I'm my own employee. So I would be in my room at my Cintiq working. And it does definitely take a toll on your mental health, yeah, and I and that's
1: so and that's where I feel like freelance a lot of people argue against this but freelance is a business. The minute that you're accepting money um, just as a transaction between you and a and a client for like graphic work, photography, film work, uh, animation, anything like that, you're trading a service for a payment like this. You you are a business. And so that business journey and I could speak to it even though we have a very wonderful team that journey alone is alone <laughs> and it's very hard no matter if you have a really good support system you have a really good team maybe you're a freelancer who expanded into an agency where like you have like people working underneath you and and other freelancers working underneath you all that stuff it's still a lonely journey because you have to figure out like we covered earlier the 401k who's covering that if you're working for yourself the healthcare who's covering that if you're working for yourself there's no vacation days unless you make it there's no time off paperwork management you handle all that until you decide to hire someone on but even with that that's still just another person you hired on it's not it's not like you you know so at the end of the day you are still very alone in that journey and i could definitely see how freelancing would be like even worse because it's not common to hire teams in freelancing
0: yeah absolutely so As I said, I will be posting another episode specifically just dealing with loneliness, with being a freelancer and the mental health issues that we face. And because I definitely was affected by that. And I really want to give that its own separate episode just because I want to give it the respect that it deserves because we, part of our whole entire brand at Um, the creative folks. I don't even want to use the word brand. That sounds disrespectful. Just part of our company compassion culture, just our (laughs) compassion. We are a brand just to be clear, but I get what you mean though. Like, yeah, it's just, we, we take mental health very seriously. We always like to give that its own separate attention that it deserves, but look out for that episode on loneliness in the freelancing world and ways that to combat that. So I think those are the big major issues that I really want to talk about today, but we pretty much covered it the ones that I think are the most important to cover.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, something I mentioned off the mic that I really want to close today's episode with is that a lot of the times when you're looking up, like, you know, the pros and like the typical pros and cons of freelancing, they're generally talking about like the scheduling, how you can be your own boss and how you can set the pricing. Um, I really personally, just not just because I'm on the episode itself, but I really enjoy our episodes about this uh, just because we bring in a perspective because we've been in that space before. So yes, we enjoy our free time off. We enjoy all of that stuff or we enjoy making that schedule for ourselves, but it comes with the a- a burden because if we're not working, we're not making money. So we can't really take the time off. <laughs> it's like a vicious cycle. And uh, not not a lot of people talk about that in the freelance world. So I really hope that everyone that is listening is really paying attention toward that and really defining what you want out of freelancing. If it's money that you want, then bust out all of the the skills and, and all that stuff and get to work. Uh, but it's going to be a really lonely journey and you have to be prepared for it.
0: No, I think that's a great closing statement. So that concludes this episode. My name is Min Nguyen. And I'm Tammy Nguyen. And we're signing out. See you guys later. Bye. Did you know that we have an entire content library for you to learn from? Check out our website for more information. Thanks for tuning in today. The Lightning Rod is powered by the creative folks.